Punk Revolution now. Thank you for tuning into episode two. I cannot wait for episode two of the Based News Network. This is a news analysis channel brought to you by Punk Revolution now. If you you may know me from my YouTube, my Instagram, my Twitter, etc., where we discuss news related to punk music, etc. And well, I'm a huge fan of news. So we're going to be talking about the news on a podcast form here with Sophie, a.k.a. Joan of Arca on Instagram and such. Say hi, Sophie. Hi. She's back for episode two, of course. She's going to be in every episode. So, unfortunately, just kidding. So let's just dive in with... That hurt. That hurt my feelings. (laughs) That was a joke. Uh, And... Okay, so let's just jump into the the biggest news of the week first. Just get it just get over with. This is a six key signs you're in a toxic relationship with yourself and what you can do about it by stylist.co.uk. Pretty interesting, I'd say. I guess you could say groundbreaking psychology work here by Dr. Lalita. She's a psychologist from the UK, I think. Uh, and and they just the stylist.co.uk just lay it all out these six things that are signs. Okay, so first key sign that you're in a toxic relationship with yourself. Uh, you frequently talk down to yourself. The description here is it's, it's basically just if you if you're just talking bad to yourself. Do you ever do that? Ah, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you, no, I don't. I really don't. Uh, I mean, I I think. All right. So here's my interpretation. <sighs> I think that people I think I think that people don't talk bad to themselves enough. Oh, really why? Because I just feel like <clears throat> I'm sorry, that was mean. Um let's just move on to number 2. You ignore you ignore your own boundaries. I'm not sure what that means. Um Okay, so it says whether it's priority. You can tell this is British. Prioritizing is spelled wrong. Prioritizing rest, allowing yourself to say no, or tapping into your internal monologue to figure out how you really feel. It's crucial to maintain mental well-being. Okay, so basically, it's saying you're ignoring, like, if you you feel like you really need to do something or something like authentic, you like are stopping yourself from doing it, basically. And I, I think that's yeah. I think I definitely do that. So, I mean, honestly, just looking through this list, you struggle with self-care, self-care you engage in unhealthy, unhealthy coping strategies, you thrive on drama. I feel like a lot of these things on this list are probably good advice, but I feel like it's kind of just saying over and over again, like, if we're going to do, like, the Freud analysis of, like, the, what is, like, the id versus superego versus the ego, I feel like this article is essentially saying, listen to your id more, don't listen to your superego as much, because it's, like, saying... Like, if you feel like you need to stop working as much because it's too much, then you need to, like, do less work, which is sometimes good advice. So true. So true. You know what I mean? So like, true. if you're criticizing yourself, stop criticizing yourself. If you're, if you, you know, like, it's, it's just telling you, I mean, obviously, you want to be, a, you want to love yourself, be a good person to yourself. But it's just like, like, every single thing on this list is like, put your needs first, which again is good but like you see what i'm trying to say yeah i mean it's also hard to to distinguish between like a need and like a want i think or like something you feel you need but is ultimately not good for you yeah i don't want to be i don't want to be a troll here because i really really believe it's super important but like he's such a troll i'm not i mean you know i'm not you know i'm a counter troll i'm not a troll (laughs) 
He's a gob. He's a goblin. I'm just. I'm. I'm not a goblin either. <laughs> I think. It's just. I just feel like this is like what you want to hear. You know what I mean? Which is. I don't know. I, I'm sorry. Just like. I just don't trust this. I just don't trust this. Who is Dr. Lalita? Why is, you know what I mean? Like, who is this? Where is the research? Where is, there's no citations. You know, um, I, I need citations. Yeah, he's looking at an Instagram, like, infographic that, like, is has been embedded into a, an article. This entire article, like, I mean, I'm sorry, this um, entire, like, Instagram infographic inspired this entire article. Like, that's, they're literally just going on Instagram and finding an infographic and then rewriting what the infographic says, basically. Exactly, exactly. Which is really... I mean, the infographic is already enough of cringe. It just, it just, it feels so, like, fluffy and corporate that yeah. it's like, how am I supposed to trust? Like, it's, it's like it's saying, like, okay, so if you're being too tough on yourself, here is how to resolve it. And then it's just six, saying six times in a row. The same thing. The same thing. Except I, okay, first, I mean... We're both we're both not neurodivergent, so we both have mental health issues. So we so we know we know like what it's like to you know struggle with a lot of these things. But one thing that does not resonate with me is I don't think I I thrive on drama or chaos. I think it like makes me like it debilitates me. Yes, that is what is that? Is that number six on the list? Um, they're not they're not numbered. I don't think. Okay, it's on the list though. You thrive on drama and chaos. It says living life with the, to the wire with no plan, direction, or headspace. For me, I like that that terrifies me. So I I, I plan. I really plan things, and I'm really thinking like constantly about like in my mind just like, constant constant thoughts about what's going on and like trying to make it like not chaotic. Yes. <laughs> I avoid things that are chaotic. Yeah, I guess there's. I don't really do. Is that is that does is there anybody there? I mean, there's got to be people. I'm sure. If there this are is always people who say like, I live for drama. I mean, I mean, those people are like also like saying that because of like a reality show. But like, you know, like I think there are people who like like chaos and drama. It's, I just don't think I'm one of them. Okay, so follow up question, Sophie. This is ob I, obviously I don't. We don't remember where I found this article, but it must have been in an ad or something or somewhere where it would pop up in front of my face, even though. It's not something I would ever click on. But right. are there people who actually like benefit from this? Is there anyone who benefits from this? That's a that's a really good question. I mean, I really I wonder about the numbers, like who who actually read this. And I, I honestly look go look at the um the infographic itself. Like click on the actual post. Or like let's look at the post, how many likes. Okay, so it has like almost five thousand likes. So I mean, let's 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 see. Let's see. I mean, because those obvious those could be it's just to me, honestly, when I see this website, what comes to my mind is that it's literally just a, a um, it's just a platform that exists to like get clicks yeah. and show ads to like people who don't even look at the ads. So it's true. like a scam. So you know what true. I mean? So and it's like because it disguises itself with really like sensitive, soft, sweet, like wholesome language of taking care of yourself. I think it can get away with it, but it's just I mean, you know what I mean. Completely based around some Instagram post that somebody already wrote, which I mean, suggests to me that there's something going on there, right? Like, yeah. there's no like original take. I mean, there's comments saying that like, like it's like this is helpful, I guess, or like thank you. I think I'm sure like some people like maybe look at it and be like, 
oh, thank you. I guess that is true. But like, it's not, I feel like it's nothing that they haven't heard before. I mean, maybe it's helpful to like read it again, like hear it, see it again over and over again, maybe yeah. in a certain moment. I think that it's probably largely unhelpful. Okay. What do you yeah. think? Well, I mean, it's really hard for me. So I, I obviously have a lot of biases where I just, I live my own life and I see the things I see and I, I, I interact with the stuff I like. The world is such a complicated place and I only see a very small sliver of it. So I'm sure there are people out there who genuinely probably like it, but just for me, my intuition, and I, it could be completely wrong, maybe there's people who really like it. My intuition is like, this is bullcrap. I don't like. <laughs> I think, well, this has, what, 5,000 likes on Instagram and they made a whole article about it. I feel like all those likes are fake. I feel like all these comments are fake. To me, it just um, seems, I mean, it, it's well, probably not, but it just... Let's look at the, can we look at the yes. account? Dr. Well, Lolita. Professional Instagram user. Mindset, <laughs> mindset, relationships, inner, chi inner child, adult ADHD, mental health expert. Okay, how do we know? She says she's a psychologist and therapist but I don't know. I mean, okay, so I'm very familiar with these sort of infographics that I'm looking at. Um, so I've definitely seen a lot of these. Um, she has a lot of followers. And I think, I think this like sort of, this like sort of content like belongs to a very specific demographic, which is like maybe people in their like thirties, maybe like women leaning 30 year olds who are like kind of active on the, on Instagram. That's my, like, that are a little bit, like, kind of liberal and sort of, like, like, mental health is, like, I don't know, people who, like, care about, or, like, say they care a lot about mental health. Like, the purpose of these seems, like, to, like, to sh have them be, be shared, right, on their, st someone's story. That's what I get from these. Because, like, the only time I really feel like I see, like, in I guess it's because I don't follow these accounts, but I'm always, like, seeing these on, like, people's Instagram stories and, like, I don't know, it feels like it's it's like the the practice of like sharing it and like putting it out there is like the priority rather than like absorbing the information and like you know yeah taking a genuine interest in it it seems like a sort of a virtue sing signaling like thing where like yeah. people feel better about themselves for sharing this information yeah i mean i i, I definitely want to emphasize my, when i see this stuff i'm not critical of it from a oh I think all this mental health stuff is mumbo jumbo I'm actually I actually come from it from an opposite perspective where I've some I'm someone who's had to work really hard on improving my mental health like really really hard mm -hmm. for years and to see like you know just like taking like a really complicated subject mm. of anxiety or That's like you know and then just to like put it into like a bright shiny cute little square that becomes like about getting as many shares as possible so true it like it, it's it's like you know there is the side of me like well you know it, it, it can be really educational for some people i'm sure and it's it really important to like educate yourself on these topics but to don't don't most people like haven't most people heard these things over and over again like they don't really exactly help i feel well this is again where i'm like worried i might be biased because oh. i grew up in a household where my mom was a psychologist I hang out with a bunch of like very liberal people who are a little bit more open about mental health and educated on those topics and go to therapy. But there's definitely a lot of people around the world who literally don't know any of this. 
Or maybe they don't know. Maybe they know some of it, but they probably like grew up with parents who are more superstitious. I guess taught them to deal with these feelings with like religion or whatever. That's true. But I feel like a lot of these are just like sort of universal like truths or sayings like repackaged with new like contemporary language, like self care and like. I mean, I guess I don't know. I th- I'm sure some of it's like certainly new, but like I think some of these things are obvious. I mean, they may be obvious, but that doesn't mean it's easy for people to actually like implement some of these things. I think that I think intrinsically or like intuitively, a lot of people know some of these things. I can't remember what they are like self-criticism, for example, um, or like not taking care of yourself. Like if you know your body wants water, you drink water, that sort of thing. Like, I think those are sort of things that most people know, but I could be no, biased. No, 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 no. Actually, I think you're, I think you're, you're being too delicate. I think literally every single person on the planet knows that when you're thirsty, you should drink water. And making an infographic saying that is literally not going to help anyone at all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it's real. I think it's literally just saying like extremely obvious stuff. Because they want to like be able to make make a post quickly and like share it yes. and have it be shareable yes. and accessible to a lot of people. So yeah, I I don't know. I mean, do you? I raise a question to you. Do you think that it's possible to make educational mental health content for Instagram? Do you think it's possible? And if so, have you seen it before? So the answer to that is yes, but it's not content that's going to do well in the algorithm because it because if you want to if you want to improve your mental health, you got to like read a book. You can't look at a you know what I mean? Like if I were to like like what like like something that I think would be helpful to post on Instagram would literally be like a list of like serious PhD books, like books written by like PhD psychologists and psychiatrists on how to overcome anxiety and they're long ass books that are boring and difficult to read and they're gonna say things that you might actually not wanna hear. Like this list is saying, oh, give yourself self care. And like obviously, duh, but like, you know, you got, to improve your mental health, it actually requires putting in a lot of like really difficult work yeah. and it's not just reading a list of things you wanna hear over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's I not mean, stuff that's gonna like pop off on Instagram. Yeah, true, true self care. I hate, I hate that word I hear when I hear it, it yeah. makes me cringe inside. And I, that's how I feel about a lot of things that like, like things that are like, I mean, clearly important and like, you know, like things that I agree with are, are being described in like language that feels a little bit cringe to me. And like, because like, I guess like mainly conservative, like anti-snowflake people, like turn like see these, these words and cringe because they are cringe, you know? And like, that makes me feel cringe for like agreeing with the feelings behind them, but it's the word that just gets me. So like self-care is a word that I hate. Um, But anyway, like um, self-care can, also mean like doing things that are like make you f- in the moment feel terrible because they're necessary to do mm-hmm. exactly that's a great point that's a great point like there's lots of people out there who have boundary issues for example and they aren't very good at regulating that and you know they might read a list that says you know oh if you feel this way you treat yourself with care and they might need that to be like oh i'm gonna go ahead and like read through my you know my partner's you know, t- text messages or something because that's self-care because it's giving me anxiety that the fact that I'm worried, you know, which is yeah. actually like something that's like negative. That's bad for your mental health to like feed those anxieties. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's hard. Anyways, I feel like we've talked enough about this. Yeah. I think it's just like, it just makes me want to rip my hair out. It's interesting though. Like the, this is like where mental health 
and capitalism collide with the Instagram algorithms. Is it a positive for society? Is it hurtful? I don't know. Am I being a troll? I, I love don't know. how you were able to intellectualize something that was so like mundane. You know? This is how this is how I just think. Really, I mean, I don't want to sound really okay. This smart. is gonna sound fucking pretentious, but yes, this is literally how I just I can't look at anything and enjoy it anymore. I have to like analyze He's it. Really intellectual. I'm very I'm very intellectual. Yes. Um. So next video. Speaking of, in oh, it's not video. We're we, we're, we're gonna discuss a video. We're gonna we're gonna discuss a video posted by the was it Department of Transportation? Something along those. Something lines. by the United About, States yes, government. Yes. Yes. Like a official like some sort of like official political. Yes. It has a check or mark. like um. Something. I guess it's not political inherently. It's like a government account. Like yes. A, yeah. An yes. administrative account of some sort. Because I guess they have those. Now. Yes. Every single department of every single thing has to have a good Twitter. So true. So I don't think it was on Twitter. It, or was it on it Twitter? Was oh, on I'm Twitter. sorry. I'm sure it was on All right. We got to tell them what it is. Too. We got to okay. tell them what it is. Well, it you, is a video. It oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was the one who watched it more than Sophie. So. Yeah. But I, would, I think she'd. If she watched it more, she would be the one explaining it, but <laughs> now she's making me look smexist. <laughs> anyways, um, I gotta censor it out for Apple. Um, anyways, this is a video of Pete Buttigieg. You know Pete Buttigieg, he ran for president. Uh, he's now the, what is it, like the Secretary of Transportation? Yeah, so, something like that. And he tweeted a video talking into the camera the lighting was absolutely absolutely horrible it looked like he was in front of a green screen and he was talking about this new program that after the department of transportation or whatever it is got like a ton of money for building trains and improving trains he comes up with this video talking about how they're working really hard to do that i i hope so i really hope so i hope he's i hope he's being honest about that and then he says he's they're unreal uh, unraveling a program called momentum which is a pro it's a it's a portal where any like government in the world can access tips and tricks <laughs> and all the most important insights you need to know to build a world-class fantastic transportation system on par with the United States. The jokes write themselves. Yes. Yeah. So, look, I think help I really like I really like the idea of helping other developing nations um develop more. You know what I mean? And and I also and I'm obviously and I think this is ubiquitous ubiquitous is that ubiquitous? Ubiquitous. Ubi okay. Everywhere you see, everyone especially our generation like really wants more transportation, more stuff built cuz like trains are awesome. But China is literally just building these freaking incredibly fast trains like bullet trains and there's like building these incredible cities from the ground up that's like literally what we all want we've been told over and over and over again that it's like not feasible we don't have the money to and then china which is literally a third or like half as wealthy as the united states is able to do it and not only are they doing it for themselves they're building trains for developing countries and and i'm not saying like oh my god china's so much better than the united states it feels like it. It just makes you want to. It just. It, it, it makes you want to rip your hair, hair out. I've read like I've read like a million articles like explaining. Oh well, this is what China's doing. It's not very efficient. Blah blah blah. And it's you know it's for geopolitical reasons. Blah blah blah. And we can't do it here because of regulations in the United States. Everything's. It's like. Why the fudge are you giving a portal to help third world countries? Sorry, I know it's a, some people don't like that term. I think it's fine. Third world countries develop really epic trains when the third world countries are already building better trains than us. 
And if you want to help those countries, you give them money. You don't give them information. Can you can you clarify what you like? What what's like? The, what do you? Why do you think that third world country like that term is like? not bad no not that i like i'm just curious like because i can i totally like sympathize with people who don't like it but i haven't like heard an argument like a argument for like why it's like i'm not saying like if you say you're a horrible person i'm just curious sure so well there's 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 um i think there's there's multiple reasons but one one reason is that it is actually a term that has been um throughout history i believe it was actually mao in china speaking of china that um use that term with like excitement and pride to de- mm-hmm. to describe their countries because it implied that they're the future. It implied that like they are on their I've way never up. Never thought about it that way. Yeah, like it it implies Yeah, that's that's great. It implies yeah. that they're growing. So yes, there's a lot of people who don't like the term, but it's just like a term that's been used for decades in all different parts of the world, sometimes by imperialist countries and condescending ways, but sometimes by developing countries as let me let's actually i'm gonna google it just to make sure because that's that's interesting i never heard that before um but yeah i I agree fundamentally like it's embarrassing that you know places like china are developing all these like super advanced like infrastructure um and then we're like giving yes being the resource for that but um i've heard um and i'm not sure um if this is true that part of the reason that we haven't like developed like these sort of trains like the reason we haven't done that is because like the airline industry is so important and i don't know if that's true but yes. i could i could imagine there would be lobbyists against yes. something like this yes just from like my intuition yes everything i've read is just um it just it basically says like because the united states already has a very intricate highway system built because we've already invested so much into our airport infrastructures and we also have you know these massive corporations that have interest in keeping these things going for a lot of reasons it's just like there's less bang for your buck for for example the united states to build a train from philadelphia to chicago when we already have airports there when compared to like you know, China, for example, which doesn't have already, like, an extremely ingrained highway system, like, for them, they get more bang for their buck building trains. That's, like, one of one of the arguments. There's a lot of different arguments. Like, there's a, I've read so much, I mean, yeah. and they all just feel like, like, okay, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about the well-being of the highways. I don't care about the well-being of the airports. I don't care. Like, we literally... We were just watching. We were just watching the movie House yesterday, which was when did that movie come out? House, H A U S U. Um, um, that's it's a nineteen. I believe it's nineteen seventy seven. It's a Japanese film. Nineteen seventy seven. Um, it's yes. how it's it's called House in English, but in, in, in Japanese it's written House House Usu. Um, yes. And, um, yeah, they go on a train. They exactly. Train there. They go this on a train. This is nineteen seventy seven. Nineteen seventy seven. So but, Jap- I mean, even in Europe though too, like. Everyone gets around, like, the EU with, like, trains and, like, I mean, that's better. I mean, it's not probably not the same, like, the same speed as, like, in China. But, oh, like, that's great. No, it's really no, good like, in Europe, too. They don't, we don't have no, stuff in Ch- like that in at Ch- all. In China, a lot of the train infrastructure that's is... That's, like, international. Exactly, exactly. And the, the reason I brought up the, the house, house, whatever, however you pronounce it, was that good? You can just say house. All right, house. All right, I guess it wasn't very good. Uh, house. There you go. She can speak Japanese, but... The thing, the thing about it is that this is a movie that came out in 1977. Japan in 1977, who knows what their GDP is, but it's probably literally a tenth 
are like like their GDP per capita is probably like a tenth of what it is in the United States today. So this is a country that has been traumatized by war in the 70s. Technology wasn't nearly as good. They're way poorer compared to us now. And they were able to develop these sick, incredible trains in the 70s. So why do, why do we feel that in 2022 when America can't do this, we feel like we're being helpful by providing additional information to countries that already have the in, already have the information. They just need the wealth. It's really we have, pathetic. We have the wealth. The United States has the wealth. We are the ones who have. The, we're the richest country <laughs> in the like, world. Let, he's like, let me let me tell you guys how to like build a good train. Yes. Good, and like to like a bunch of nations who've like already figured that out. What is the political? Also, I mean, let's talk about the video itself. Like the. I to me it comes across like if you call go in go into it with an open mind it comes across as like almost like performance art yeah yeah like, it does it feels yeah. Nathan Fielder yeah. compared it to no the way that like yeah exactly the way he like delivers this <laughs> like it's it's hilarious and like yeah. can't be it can't be replicated the editing is horrible they must yeah. be using like a version of like Adobe Premiere mm -hmm. from like the 1990s. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the, the most like obvious like propaganda too. Like like yeah. like the way it was delivered was so like yeah. You know like da -da 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 yeah. You know like sort of like so rehearsed and so like strategic and planned and like produced, but yet horrible looking it was so... at the same time. Yeah. Despite all the clear effort that went into it, maybe, maybe or not, maybe yeah. or maybe not, but like, it looked rehearsed, but it was not effective. It was hilarious, yeah. and it came across as performance art to it, me. Yeah, and it's it scares me because like a sat satirical, sorry, satirical yeah. like um, uh, uh, depiction of like U.S. politics. It looks like you know the foreign country made it to make fun of the U.S. Yeah, yeah, I, it it really it it did it did it definitely felt like a comedy bit, but it really scares me because going back to like a year ago before the infrastructure bill was passed, I was reading a lot of like think pieces, f like arguing that this money is ultimately not going to really do anything, and it's just going to be used to sustain our current. Uh, public transportation rather than improve it because like our transportation system in the United States is so like screwed up for a variety of many different bureaucratic reasons and all this other stuff and I really was like no no I refuse to believe I refuse to believe that we're spending a trillion dollars in the United States on our horrible outdated transportation system and it's not going to improve at all i was like there's no way that's going to happen and we don't know yet it takes years for this to happen for them to build so maybe i'm being too pessimistic but the fact that they are using any of their time and energy and money on a program as useless as a portal to educate <laughs> countries that already have better transportation systems than us on how to build good transportation systems to me it screams like they're being held back for some dumb reasons whatever it is and aren't actually going to be able to use that money really well and are instead trying to, like, do performances, basically. You know what I mean? They yeah. play politics. It's, it's, so, it's so bleak yes. and depressing. Yes. So um, I'm, I'm nervous because we need good trains. I'm going to move on because, I mean, I will say, though, I am very inspired by the Gen Z, my age, and people younger, and even, even millennials, too, people older than me, how it seems pretty... Um, like literally everyone is on board with like whether whatever you know what whether you're like a 
hardcore leftist or like a super Hillary Clinton liberal or even if you're like a weirdo like Jeb Bush and maybe even Trump supporter, I feel like everyone agrees that trains are epic. You know what I mean? So true. Everyone agrees that trains are epic and every like that's so true. Like, yeah, true words have never been Yeah, spoken. so it's like it gives me hope that like there's got like what is it what we got to pay higher taxes i'm down i will pay higher taxes for trains do we need to like do we need to like destroy the whole like transportation system from the ground up i'm down like if we got the entire pe- every, everyone's on if everyone's on board that trains are sick he we really, can do it he really likes trains i do i really do he really likes trains all right let's just move on to the barbie we're oh, moving on. i was not make oh by the way i was not i i was very much enjoying what you're saying and i was not trying to, to get you to stop talking by the way no, 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 no. I was no. just trying I, to no. remind the fans. Sophie, you're very, you're very, um, I feel like you're very cautious with, with, um, I'm sorry, that, that, not, look, I'm cautious too. God. I know, I'm just, oh yeah, we're having fun. We got to go back to the, the six key signs here. Okay. I was just trying to say, cautious wasn't the right word. You're very, I feel like I you're very cautious. cautious. You're very sensitive and delicate about making sure you don't want to hurt my feelings. And I really like that. So it's a gen- it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Thank but you. she's um she needs to be uh like um I'm gonna put her on like a kind of like a, have you seen the Minions movie where they train up to like do kung fu? <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like Sophie needs to be hardened up hardened up because um, I'm about to um Uh-oh. I'm about to teach her the truth about reality Uh-oh. with the learning about the news. Yeah, true. Um, when I was uh like younger, my grandparents would make me pay them. Really? Every time I. Like, they'd make me give them a, a quarter every time I said I was sorry. And that made me feel off. Like, because, like, they'd say, like, like you said, I'm, you said I'm sorry again. Like, stop oh, doing no. that. And, like, then th- that made me feel like they were angry at me. So I said I'm yeah. sorry. I remember that, too. In high school, I used to say I'm sorry all the time. And I mm-hmm. it made me so insecure. Because me saying I'm sorry, obviously, like, if you're saying it, a lot excessively it is a sign that you probably are like a little like anxious and insecure yeah well i would do that constantly yeah, yeah. and then to worry about saying sorry too much is literally just like it's it's like interception inception inception within a sorry that's so true it's, in, it, it's inception anxiety you know what i mean so true so i mean i don't know do you did you do that too you like excessively i said it, i said it all the time i said it all the time and now i like, mean i'm sorry no i'm, I'm sorry for i'm yes, sorry so yes. much i just uh, you know i want you know like that yes the the feel like the need to rationalize i just you know usually when i say i'm sorry like I want them to be like, no, oh, it's okay, like it's okay, yeah, you know, yeah. like instead of like saying, like, st- I mean, well, maybe I, I, but here's the thing, I'm getting back into the toxic relationship with myself thing. I do, I, I do appreciate when people like put their foot down and be like, you know, stop doing that. I mean, I feel bad because I, I feel like, I want to apologize for coming across as so pathetic. Oh my God, that's exactly how it is. It's oh like God, I'm, I'm so embarrassed. You already, you already feel like if you're saying I'm sorry all the time, you probably already feel kind of pathetic, anyways. Like you're, like apo- you're apologizing and kind of implicitly. I mean, it implies that you've like bothered other people. You know what I mean? Like you're literally exactly, and you feel guilt. You, you feel guilty, so you're literally acknowledge, like you're just acknowledging the fact that you suck when you say in, in a way. Like that's kind of a harsh way of putting it. And also, you probably, and also sometimes when people say that, I I worry that they think I'm not being genuine and that I'm saying I'm sorry a lot to um, suck up to them or sort of like, 
manipulate them and that makes me want to say i'm sorry to yeah. apologize for seeming like i'm trying to suck up to them or be like overly you know yes uh, apologetic in like a strategic way which is also not true yeah. but that also makes me want to apologize again yes well I, yeah i think people who say sorry all the time and it's even though it's definitely not like the best thing for your own mental health to feel like you need to apologize all the time it is kind of in a way like virtuous that you like it just to me shows that you care a lot about other people and want them to be happy but like i said sophie this podcast is gonna black pill you and you're gonna see the world for is my am i allowed to say that term is that offensive like I feel like it's just associated with, like, 4chan, which is fine. Oh, like, like, okay, so for context, right, that blackpilling means, like, to be basically just become a nihilist, right? Yes. Like, like become really nihilistic. Yes. Um, I mean, even, I don't know. I didn't know it was associated with 4chan exclusively. I thought it was just sort of something that people, like, like red pilling. And, I mean, I guess that maybe that is 4chan as well. I just, I feel like it's been co-opted enough by, like, popular yeah. culture that it's probably okay True. it's Actually, like not yeah. necessarily associated with fortune yeah yeah maybe yeah um, just I, yeah. yeah no i mean i think i am already sort of nihilistic about politics yes. and news um but um well we're gonna make you more nihilistic and then you yeah. won't apologize to anyone anymore that's the goal All it's right. the well good good luck but I, like i said i do in a weird way find it virtuous i think it implies you're just a good person but Thank you. we're gonna fix you with the by by episode 10 you're gonna be you're going to be demanding apologies from me for interrupting you, which is how I want. I want women to... I, I love it when women put their foot down because I was interrupting them. Anyways, true story. Uh, Barbie movie is the next topic. Some, finally something for me to talk about. Cause, you know, I'm a girl. Are you excited for the Barbie movie? I will say... I will say that I really, really like the the picture of them wearing that really colorful the colorful outfits with like the pink and yellow. Oh yeah, you mean do you mean the roller skating outfits? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, me too. Okay, well, here's the thing. I, I love Barbies. Love always loved Barbies. Um, I know a lot about vintage Barbies, and I know about all the eras of Barbies. So it should be interesting. Um, I what I've gleaned is they're kind of going like the the. I'd say like 90s Barbie, right? Maybe even earlier. I mean, that like that um, whole ensemble that we just discussed was just like very, I think, 80 or late 80s. I mean, yeah, the eras are really no, no, no. Oh, okay, don't even get me started on the Barbie movies. Like those Barbie movies are amazing. The animated Barbie. The animated movies. Barbie movies are amazing, incredible. I'm I, not even. I'm not. No, kidding. no, no. I remember. They're awesome. I remember seeing them on TV sometimes. I feel like my sister probably watched them. I yeah, don't know. I mean, we all we all almost did. We almost did. Yeah, and I remember being like, "That looks good," but I'm assigned to my uh, my role of uh, being right, a, right. A, bo- a boy, and I'm just gonna stick with my uh, yeah. Um, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I I I really like um, Barbies because I I like fashion and I like I like looking at pretty things. What do you, um, What do you think of Ryan Gosling? Like, I, I think it's good casting because he's sort of like maybe of a certain era. He was like the internet's Ken. Yes. You know. Yes. Like a heartthrob and yes. like uh, kind of like a. He's kind of like, like an, a toy or an accessory in the yes. sense that like, do you remember all those memes where it's like, where he's like, it's okay, girl, you can study or something like that. You remember those? I don't think I've seen Look that. Look up Ryan Gosling memes or it's like, hey, girl, okay. or something. Um, yeah, at some point. 
Yeah. Um, not now, I, I guess. I don't feel like typing right now. That's okay. My hands are tired. Oh, no. From all the studying I was doing last night before the podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, he's sort of like the internet's Ken, so it makes sense to me. I think Margot Robbie is is good casting, I guess. I, I, I think I like her a lot for some reason. I just really like her. I don't know why I like her. Um, I think she is probably genuinely nice in real life. I get that vibe. She's She looks... You know she's pretty and she's like Barbie esque enough, so I'm I'm not offended by that casting. I think she's a good actress too. Yeah. Um, I have to say something about this movie to me, and I could be completely wrong. Something about this movie to me s- seems kind of artsy. Oh, like, it is. It's for sure. Like, I mean, it's. I think it's going to be meta and sort of like. Um, I okay. Yeah. So I haven't. I haven't like seen like, Greta Gerwig's doing it. You know Greta Gerwig, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So okay. like. I, I'm guessing that there's going to be some sort of artistic... I mean, I don't... I don't know. I, I don't think... She, I think she's yet to do something kind of meta and, like... Yeah. But, like, I think she's capable of it because, I mean, I mean, I not to be, like, you know, a basic, like, female of this era, but, like, I do... I did like her fi- other films. I mean, I didn't love, like... Uh, I didn't love uh, the Little Women film. And I also remember watching but, Frances Ha, like, several years ago and not yeah. liking it that much, but I think... I should watch it again to be sure. But I did. I did like Lady Bird, and I like every other girl like me. I, I liked Lady Bird. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I I didn't like it, and I'm sorry for not liking it because that makes me. Why didn't you like it? I just couldn't relate to it I at feel all. Feel cringe saying that. I couldn't relate to it at all. Yeah. I, okay. Here's next. Th- I feel like that movie is a girl movie. It's just a girl movie. I I yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's especially all, yeah. yeah, it's girl movie. Especially if you have mommy issues, I don't have mommy issues. But um, I enjoyed like seeing, uh, like observing the relationship, with, like the like the mother daughter relationships. Really, really interesting relationship to explore in media. Um, I liked the soundtrack a lot. Okay. Um, You've persuaded me that um, I, I should try it again. Maybe. Well, I don't or know. It's also a gr- it's it's very like it's just sort of the vibe of like being a girl in high school, I guess, who, like, wants to, like, leave their hometown. Yeah, and, and uh, to be and clear, being a little like, bit quirky. Yeah, like, th- I'm not that quirky, but I you, was, are like... Are you kidding me? You're the queen of quirky! I didn't call... I actually... Well, first of all, I love... The idea of, like, calling yourself Lady Bird, I love that. It's so bad. That I love it. I love... I like the song Lady Bird by, um... Uh, Nancy Sinatra. I love. I don't There's know. There's a bar in New York called Lady Bird. We can go to. It's yeah, a, we should go. It's a, I think it's a jazz club. <gasps> That's cool. All right. Anyways. Um, so yeah. Sorry, Barbie. Barbie. I'm gonna interrupt you now. Okay. I'm sorry. That was really. <laughs> that's the, that's a that is a huge. That is against the rules <laughs> to interrupt a woman while she's talking about Lady Bird just to tell her how you don't like the movie after she just told you all the reasons she liked it because it's very womanly. That is bad. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I really like the movie. I actually realized I think the movie. Don't was, lie. I think the actually, you know don't what? Don't lie. Don't lie. I'm. I just. It makes me happy to see authentic um, mother-daughter relationships explored in movies. Since you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't have to like the movie. It's okay. A lot of people don't like it. Why don't you like it? You just couldn't okay, relate. Well, I, I guess... Okay, so there's lots of movies, obviously, I can enjoy, even though I don't necessarily immediately relate to the characters. That's fine. It's just... It's, it's more so, like, not only did I not relate to it, but I, I, I it actually was just, like... I didn't... I didn't... I, I didn't connect with, like, the characters. I didn't connect with them. I didn't... I didn't feel invested in, like, what would happen 
to them, I just felt like I kind of just didn't, I just didn't vibe with it, you know? Yeah, I mean, the real, there's there's only, like, two characters that we really, really look into, and that's Lady Bird and her mother. Yeah. Um, and I think that if you haven't been in that situation before in your life, which you probably haven't, yeah. being a girl, like, and having a tumultuous, I mean, every, a lot of people have tumultuous relationships with their parents. Yeah. Um, and obviously that is, that's really a lot of people, of course. But, um, I don't know, like, I you've get, never been, like, a teenage girl who's, like, a nerd, but, like, thinks she's cool and, like, yeah. thinks she's too cool a little bit. Yes, yes, And, like, wants to, like, get out of her town and move to New York. Like, that that was literally me. Like, yeah. I'm not kidding. Like, when I was that age, I was like, I want to, you know, you I want to, like, leave this small town. Yeah. Except I'm from Minnesota. I want to leave this small town and I want to li- go to Barnard, which is where she goes in the movie. I wanted to go to Barnard, the women's college. I want to go to Barnard and I want to move to New York and I'm going to be, like, this cool person. Um, I didn't call myself Lady Bird because that's cringe to like name yourself something like that and like make everyone call you that. But yeah. I liked the sentiment of it. I liked I liked how she decorated her room. It, like mm. it reminded me of my room. She just had like cutouts of things everywhere and like random st- weird stuff she likes. She had a lot of special interests, just like me. A lot of special interests. Um, I did not go. I was not raised Catholic. I didn't go to Catholic school. But I I, I don't know. I know a lot of people who did. So I kind of found it endearing. Um, okay. But yeah. I don't know. Okay. It's like as for me as a weird girl. You, it sounded like you really connected. Like, you were I able connected. to relate. I mean, you can see I, I yourself even, a little bit. A little bit, but I also have a very good relationship with my mother. Yes. But I can yeah. sympathize with that because, like, I mean, even though I have a great relationship with my mom, there's still aspects of that that, like, are kind of inherent to, like, the mother-daughter relationship yeah. in general um, that I have experienced. You know, like, the, like, there's a line in the film that's like, like, Mom, I know you love me, but do you like me? Yeah. do like me as a person oh man yeah um and that i don't know i think that hit a lot of people really hard like girls with, who have bad relationships with their mom or like it's not necessarily a bad relationship it's a a troubled relationship they, they both clearly very clearly love each other and don't want each like don't want to leave each other but there's also um they don't understand they also don't understand each other and like they don't understand why they're behaving in the ways that they are but they deeply 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 love each other and that's why they want to understand each other yeah you know it's the what? frustration of being able unable to do it so i i yeah i think i'm gonna actually i i i'm gonna defend myself a little bit here that's okay and say and i'm not saying i'm not saying you said anything wrong but just the way you kind of explained it kind of makes me feel more valid for disliking it because i can't relate to the characters because you did just kind of spell out a lot of the appeal of the movie of being able to like really like it's it sounds like it's really hitting some heartstrings of like being able to empathize empathize Mm -hmm. or sympathize with like the complicated mother-daughter relationship and for me i did those same heartstrings weren't really hit for me i kind of felt like a little like um irritated with both the characters you know i don't want to i feel like Smexist being a guy saying that the no, two lady okay. characters. No, it's okay. I mean, you simply just don't like. You simply haven't had that experience. Yeah. And I think the film, as you were arguing, is really like the enjoyment of the film is kind of tied up in like your your own pa- like your own past, I guess, or your own experience. Yeah. Um, and being able to relate. And if you can't relate, you can't relate. And like, yeah. I hate to be like. Some women are are like some people on the internet are just like these are girl movies only. These are girl movies. They're movies for yeah. girls. And like. <sighs> Some, there's like a little little tiny bit of truth to that I think like being a girl and like 
yeah. there are certain movies that you relate to more and because of that you enjoy them more it doesn't mean that men can't enjoy this movie it just means that like I think there's there's films that are very special to girls yeah for that reason I'm, I'm not kidding when I say though I do want to rewatch the movie with a different perspective I also really like the soundtrack and it was done by someone cool. I mean, even, yeah, even yeah. one of my close friends who hates almost all music likes it. Yeah. One thing you said about the movie that was interesting to me was that, like, you were you kind of were, like, um, critical of Lady Bird for, like, thinking she's cool when she's not. You know what I mean? Or, like... Well, it's it's a little endearing because you, you see, you sense her immaturity and you kind of see yourself in it a little bit, like that sort of time in your life and you, you thought you were too cool for your hometown but she you know deep down she really loves it and miss yeah. like you know like i thought that was sweet because i feel i feel the same way about where i grew up yeah like i grew up with like i want to move into the city and i i hate like my small town and like all the cringy you know like midwestern like you know stuff like that and i want to move on and i want to i i want to move on to something bigger and better but you know, deep down, I I really truly do deeply love where I grew up. Do you? I have a I have a I have a love for it, even though, because um, you know it takes place in Sacramento, which is like you know notoriously you know, um, you know like not like liked you know like it's not that interesting of a city. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I related to that like the love like feeling kind of too cool for where I grew up, but then kind of as I mature, like realizing that I love it. Yeah. But also yeah. like allowing myself to move on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I thought her like sort of self, maybe not self-importance, but like her belief in her own coolness and like maturity, um, I found it endearing and, and sort of reminded me of myself. So with Barbie, um, I mean, I, I think, you oh, know... sorry. John Bryan. John Bryan. Do you know John Bryan? No. He did... Um, oh, wait. He did... Uh, oh, I see. Eternal... Essentially, the Spotless Mind, Synecdoche, New York. Oh, okay. Mind so Chocolate. he's done a lot of... A lot of, like, epic movie soundtracks. Cool. Anyways, apologies. So, with Barbie, though, like, I, I, I feel like, even though I think visually, I really like the, the characters, the outfits, the casting, the pink and bright colors, and it's like... It's it's like a cute idea for a movie. It's Barbie. Barbie is obviously everyone loves Barbie. Like you said, like you 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 grew up playing with them, watching the animated ones. It's like there's a lot of things that are really exciting about this movie that are coming together. But I think there is also a challenge, which is how do you make like an amazing movie with all these ingredients? It's gonna be hard because like Barbie is kind of like a like I don't know. It's for kids, you know what I mean? And like we have, like what do you th what do you think? Do you do you see? Don't you see what I'm saying though? Like there's gonna be a challenge. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of respectfully disagree with a little bit. I think that I think that Barbie's really nostalgic. But it's also really nostalgic for a lot of people because Barbie's been around for a long time. So Barbie's yes. been around. I mean, Barbies have been around like since the 1940s, you know, 50s. Like look up, look them up. They look really cool. Yeah, no, I I, yeah. I uh, know someone who's like a collection of like, oh, that's vintage so cool. Barbies. I, yeah. I have. I mean, I have my mother's from like the 70s, and they're very cool. Um, so like, I think people a lot of a lot of people grew up playing with Barbies. Yeah, over well, decades. So there's the nostalgia element. Well, I get no. I I, I guess that kind of like is also a like a piece of the pie that makes the movie appealing. But I'm saying like strictly in terms of like writing a plot that like makes it like a phenomenal movie. You know what I mean? 
Like, I, yeah. Like, I think that's going to be really challenging. I think it's going to be challenging, but back going back to what I said about nostalgia, I mean, most of the, a lot of these people are grown up now, so you're able to, you know, take something that they liked as children and make it more adults. You know, that's, that's something you can do. Yeah. Um, and um, I think there's interesting, like, Barbie comes up a lot in, like, contemporary discourse on, like, femininity. Um, like, you always hear, like, she looks like a Barbie doll or, like, you shouldn't look like a Barbie doll because, like, yeah. it's so unrealistic. I mean, I, growing up, I knew, like, people whose, like, parents, like, were too woke to let them play with Barbies. They weren't allowed to play with Barbies because it would yeah. give them um, unhealthy, like... Body image. Body image issues. Yeah. Um, so, and there's also, like, a, a, you know, originally Barbie was just, like, a girl who liked fashion and, like, you know, like... But then, sort of, like, when I was growing up, they started introducing, like, sort of, like career Barbies to like you know encourage yeah. like sh- show girls like that women work too so like yeah. I remember having like a vet Barbie or like a teacher Barbie and stuff like that and um, I guess I think it's gonna be appealing to a lot of different people because there's like each decade of Barbie had like a different sort of focus and like ev- evolutionary so there's like a lot of content to explore because like I don't know there was also times when they were introducing Barbies of different like ethnicities too like the uh, like the black barbie and like um you know expanding like barbie's like racial yeah and there's like plus size barbie now oh, yeah barbie. well that's like the really 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 new thing so yeah. there's also that to explore yeah i, I yeah yeah I, I guess to rephrase it is i can definitely see how they can make a really good movie out of it but i feel like because i feel like i, I feel like the the there's a lot of really really high expectations because of the nostalgia's gotten re- everyone really excited the casting's gotten everyone really excited the many different themes you can like there's there is a lot of really really exciting really cool things about this movie and it could come together in a phenomenal movie but i i, I do worry because of like excitement being so high right now mm-hmm. and ultimately you have you know what do you have you know you have ryan gosling you know dressed up i mean it's like it's like it's it's look it's a very it looks I haven't watched the trailer maybe there's more have you seen the trailer there's is there a tra- trailer I don't think there is I don't even think a trailer. There's a trailer I think there's just been like first looks and yeah I mean the one thing that people are saying on the internet is like so many pictures are leaking from it that like like the movie's not going to be as exciting anymore because all these like photos are leaking yeah um but I don't know if you like know this or like remember but this movie has been like built up for like a long time I did not know like, that maybe i don't know about a decade but it's been gone through like several like okay. casting like um like speculations like i think originally barbie was going to be played by um amy schumer oh, okay which would have been a really different vibe yeah yeah um or i think maybe amanda seyfried was going to play her too yeah um so um, this movie has, they've been working on this movie and like okay. this movie was going to be has was going to be made for a long long time yeah. so like there's that's even adds to what you were saying yeah. um, but I think that um, it, it, to me it sounds like if they're working on it for so long they are well aware the pressure is high to make it really good and they are not letting they're not dropping the ball you know what I, I mean I can see it as I, what I think they're going to do uh, is I think it's going to be a little bit uh, the Truman Show-esque that's my guess think barbie like it's gonna be a truman show breaking the fourth wall like oh, sh- escaping wow. um wow. escaping like the sort of fantasy of like barbie and like f- barbie kind of becoming self-aware maybe like That'd that's be sick. i'm i mean that's like my 
Yo. very a, a good, good guess of what it's gonna be. I mean, I don't know about you, but that's like what it very clearly seems like to me. Yo, that would be sick. Okay, so you're obviously more creative than me because I literally thought I like that is a that that right there. If they do that, I thought everyone thought that was gonna happen. I mean, I, I recently watched. Um, Free Guy. Free Guy, you know, that action movie with the... It's just really bad right now. No! Oh, I'm sorry, I haven't seen it. I love it. that movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love I that movie. I haven't seen it, I haven't seen it. Okay. And it's a similar thing, where the video game characters become aware. Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> yes! That movie's so good. That movie is amazing. I'm not even kidding. I, I literally have a Rate Your Music review, where <laughs> you can also review films on that website, where right. even though everyone's using Letterboxd, I'm still, like, on... Listen... Not only okay, that movie was all right. I'm not. I'm not. We're not. We're, let's just move on. Let's just move on. I don't. I don't feel like talking about that. I. You can. You, I. I did a YouTube. I did a YouTube I review and I gave. It. I gave it a ten. I literally reviewed it on YouTube. Everyone no search. Way, no everyone. Way. You. Everyone go on YouTube. Search Punk Revolution now. Uh, free guy movie review. It's a ten. I swear. I swear. I gave it a ten. I just. Sorry. I just had to plug my channel real quick. But I just. Just for proof that like this is legitimately a thing that I really strongly believe in. Anyways. <sighs> Okay, blah blah blah. It has like a one star in Letterbox. Maybe you should maybe you should stop letting Letterbox to tell you what to think. Anyways, um, I'm not gonna apologize because we just talked about how apologizing too much is bad. Let's talk about Soccer Mommy's new album. Let's just do this one quick because uh, we're already almost an hour in and neither of us actually listened to this album. So let's just let's just keep it. Let's just talk about it for five minutes. Okay. Um. Oh yeah, this is one where where I have to do a little bit of mansplaining because um. Um. I guess I don't know. I didn't, I didn't pull exactly pull my weight. You didn't really listen to it. I I didn't I listened to it. I didn't even really listen to it out of there. But anyways, I will say though. So it did Soccer Mommy with One O Tricks Point Never producing. I was excited. I yeah, yeah. So One O One O Tricks Point Never. I feel like has been producing a lot of stuff lately. Working with a lot of different. The weekend. The weekend. Um, um, Caroline Polachek. Yes. Yes. OPN at this point is. Everywhere. Dasha Nekrasov. Exactly, exactly. Um, and he, he does, you know, he does, frankly, usually make even, like, a mediocre album by another artist really good so because true. at least he's able to do some, like, cool bleeps and bloops that makes it entertaining. Right. And I mean, I'm a fan of him. I like him. I oh, yeah, no, yeah. me too, me too. Yeah. He's great. Um, so, yeah, like, to me, it's always exciting. Soccer Mommy, I feel, with Soccer Mommy, I feel like her music... For all the music she's released, and I know she has a lot of hardcore fans, I just feel like it's very distinctly one specific vibe that I already kind of feel like I can get that vibe from other artists who do it better. Mm -hmm. And I just never feel blown away by her music, even though it's all pleasant. And I don't know. What do you think of Soccer Mommy? Um, yeah, I, I think I'd agree with that. I, I do like... Do you have music that you listen to that you that you like but don't but you also recognize that its merit is not that high and it's also you listen to it because your friends listen to it and it, you get used to it listening to it with your friends so it becomes like kind of in your life that's how i feel about her i don't do that Every, everything i listen <laughs> I think that's to is a girl tree. <laughs> everything i listen i mean i guess because i'm a music critic now i've learned that like for example i really like i like i really like listening to linkin park and that that that's something you can say that's an example oh it's no it doesn't have merit but i realized maybe because i've you know just like an alpha male now um, please just please just agree that i'm an alpha male i can just i can just tell people that so linkin park alpha. So alpha. <sighs> i'm sorry I just feel like I can just tell people that Linkin Park has merit. So, Sophie, 
Anyways, you you be the you be the boss. You, if if you like soccer, mommy, maybe you you, you can. I, I hear his thing. I like so soccer, mommy. Don't love soccer, mommy. I think, like you said, I thought I thought what you said was really true. There are if you want that kind of music, there are better artists to go to to get that kind of music. If you if that's the vibe you want. Um, there are some songs of hers I like. I like I like the song Your Dog. I like that song. I think it's catchy. Yeah. Um, it's good. Like, um, of course, uh, uh, you know, punk revolution does not know how to drive. Um, so true. So, um, he doesn't. There are there's certain music that is car music, it driving is music. Yes. And if you live in the Midwest and you're sort of already in that like indie rock, folky vibe, like yeah, like yeah. area, like that's kind of what you have to listen to to enjoy your environment. I think. Yes. Um, that music is a little more appealing. I don't know what it is, but it's like it matches like your environment a little bit better. When I was in Michigan, I was feeling that for sure. Like I was hearing going to a restaurant and hearing like folky kind of indie music playing more often. And obviously, you know, that's that is good background music for you know, eating and shopping, but I just feel like even though I do hear that in New York sometimes, I feel like it was definitely more so in Michigan. Uh yeah. yeah. Um but okay. I obviously prefer to listen to like Joni Mitchell or like someone like that really good. Yes. But. So Soccer Mommy's album basically I feel like uh it took just like the stuff I kind of feel really uninterested in about Soccer Mommy and then kind of just layered it on top of OPN or like other pre-existing like yeah. good stuff like like Portis Head. Yeah, it, yeah, it just sounded like, like a like a, a like a really like some of the songs felt like really bland Portis Head, some of it felt like really bland Shoegaze. Shoegaze produced by OPN is cool, but it's just like that's and like I will say I mean I know that like she Soccer Mommy likes Shoegaze, so like it's not like not genuine. Yeah, like, yeah. She like yeah. I she covered Dagger by Slow Dive when I yeah. saw her live. So I know, I know it's not like she's not being a poser about no, it. Like no, like no. she likes I'm sure she likes these genres and like wants to be a little more experimental. Yeah. I just think like she didn't really change her approach. Like, I think her voice is so distinctly sort of indie. Yeah, exactly. Like, rock, yeah. like She didn't change her vocal delivery. Like, her just vocal... doesn't work the same. Her vocal delivery was the same. OPN changed some stuff in the background. I didn't feel like there was... And it's not because she's not genuine. I just think the chemistry... She's a good singer, too. It's just, yeah. like, not... The the singing, I feel like, didn't align well with the yeah. instrumentals. The chemistry didn't work for me. That's yeah, basically Yeah, I agree. It, it, it felt disconnected yeah but if you're a hardcore soccer mommy fan and you love opn and you love those genres you'll probably still like it regardless but it just really is not not something i liked so let's move on because we didn't listen to the album enough to get into more in depth mm -hmm. um so we got two more topics um you want to do um a japanese princess you want to take that one okay, so let me let's let's pull up the headline i'm sure you guys have all seen the the headlines i've seen it the was headline. all over the internet um, I just want to read it out loud exactly. Okay, here we go. Uh, former Japanese princess Mako Komuro looks loved up as she strolls hand in hand with Kam and her husband in NYC after he failed bar exam for the second time. Um, so I mean, the jokes write themselves. Okay. I mean, really, it, I feel like this is like a perfect perfect representation of like 2022, like like New York. How so? I don't know, because I've only lived here for, like, a month. But, um. Well, just, just, tell me, just tell me, tell me. This is just so, like, this is just so now. Doesn't this feel so now to you? It does feel very now. It does feel very Former now. Former Japanese princess Mako Komuro. So, like. It kind of reminds. 
me a little bit of like a way cooler version of like the stuff that was happening with the royal family a couple years ago. Yes, I was just about to say with, that. Uh, with them that was probably like last year. Oprah. Yes, 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 yes. I was thinking that too. What was that? What were their names again? Um, Prince, uh, Prince, uh, yeah, Prince Harry and uh, Meghan Markle. That's right. Yes, I forgot their names. Um. Yeah, that was all over, and that felt very like, just I don't know. Just a thing. It felt like a thing, and this just feels like a cooler version. Just so a thing. thing. So okay, former princess, former princess. So when I hear former princess, I feel like this is analogous to like maybe a sort of like socialite, like New York girl, like a nepotism baby, in yeah. New York girl yeah. who sort of like likes to kind of denounce her parents and her wealth or maybe kind of acts like a normal like or like a cool like a cool new york girl who's like not like who doesn't have rich parents but does kind of vibe yeah yeah that's like i feel like that is a is analogous former and then this is what this is me explaining why i feel like it's so 2022 um and new york um looks loved up okay women these days are talking about like being really appreciated by like their boyfriends and sort of like doted on and like being like the sort of alpha in relationships. I love that. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm so, I'm no, so it's great. I mean, it's great. I love that. I, I love that meme of the, I'm a male who believes in female supremacy. Have you seen that meme? Of course. Of course. That's my, that's, that's on yeah. my, that's on my hinge profile. It gets way more likes than anything else. That's on my hinge profile. No way. I swear. It's oh a, God. And it's, it's, it's there not because I want to, um, like, you know, like, it's there. It's it's there because I literally believe it, and it's it's important. It's important. I think it's an important, you know, yeah. signifier I mean, of what I'm looking I for. You know what I mean? It's nice. Like it's very nice. It's what I believe. Yeah. Um. So then she strolls hand in hand with commoner husband. Okay, here we go. Commoner husband. Um. Again, lowering the man to uh, yes. Like a lower status. It's yes. sort of like a normal guy. And women these days want a normal guy. Yo, he's just like me. Yeah, he's just like you. He's a man who believes in female supremacy. Exactly. Women these days want a normal guy, like a not pretentious guy, but also not like a loser. Because like, I mean, okay, he failed the bar exam for the second time. That's just a comedic thing. But like, I think some women or like women of now, the internet now, like, you know, are sort of like take on this like very nurturing role or they're like oh it's okay that you failed like you know like that's okay like you can do your little projects on the side and like that's <laughs> You'll okay get it. You'll get it it's down. okay that you do your little projects yeah. and it's cute that you want to do that and like i'm gonna support you but like you know that's okay like i'm but i'm but i'm the i'm the like alpha in the relationship okay. and like i'm the cool girl You're this is what i feel like this is analogous to and i think but i think this was why it speaks to people really deeply because it, it feels so now if there's any woman out there that feels like you can be the alpha who c- comforts me when i fail exams you, you you've got my instagram Actually, that's messed up. I don't want to. I really don't want to date someone through a podcast. Actually, but I guess you're right that we both we both it's it's kind of endearing and funny at the same time. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not problematic. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm normal. Um, last topic. Unless you have more to say about this, is there actually before we move? I just want to ask: Is there anything about this that like? Do you, like, is there any aspect of, like, Japanese culture that you feel is, like, kind of reflected or, like, made, like, poked at in this? Um. It's okay if you don't know. I'm just curious. I, hmm. Like, I don't know what's, like, what role, like, honor and, like, gender roles would mm, play. You know what I mean? I haven't thought about that. Um. I mean, obviously, this kind of makes her look like a failure. 
like oh yeah like she's true, yeah. she denounced her royalty and now she's like dating a commoner guy in new york who like failed can't like pass the bar no. like it seems like a fail but it's also like it's a double it's a win it's a win yeah it's so it's, i don't know about japanese culture but i think like universally it, that's what it, it appears as at first yo but i don't know i mean i wouldn't bind it i think it's nice all right, I want this. I want this to be made into a movie, honestly. So true. So true. Just leaving. Just. Real- I, I think it's sweet. I think it's sweet. Yeah, it is. It could be a nice rom com. Anyways, last topic because we are now we got it's sixty five minutes. <laughs> I mean, we're just, there's no time limit, but um, last topic is the Minions movie discussion. Um, should I take this? Should I lead this one? Or do you have anything? All right. Yeah, after you, sir. All right. So I did just post a review of the movie and review of the soundtrack on my YouTube channel where I do talk about some of the stuff we I do want to talk about. But just to sum up my thoughts, I really, really was, like, laughing really hard. You can you can ask Sophie. Like, there was times where, like, I just kept laughing when everyone else, like, stopped. I was laughing because he was laughing so much. Yeah. I really, really love, like simple basic dumb humor featuring like funny noises physical comedy comedy. i love to see like you know just like i like it too i love so stupid it's so stupid yeah but like for me as far as like the plot itself like i i thought it was really unimaginative and like very like money grabbing situation so for that i didn't like it yeah the plot yeah for me how i felt was and i said this in the review everyone go go watch my review uh but watch the podcast first because it'll be better here. Um, I felt like because like literally like the last fifty minutes of the movie, you knew exactly how it was going to go on. They were event- the minions were eventually going to save the day. So obvious, and you just have to sit there and just kind of wait for it to finally play out, even though you know exactly what's going to happen. The minions died at the end of the movie. Okay, I will say the final. Okay, so like. I, even though like it did get boring because it was predictable, the final fight scene where they turn into animals. I'm pretty sure I was like sleeping in the. I can't remember. Ah, uh, <laughs> the minion turned into a chicken, and then there was another minion that turned into a a ram, and another what? another, and then there was what? a. Min- remember there was a little baby, the ba- the the baby what? minion that hat- hatched from the oh, egg. Oh yes, that was so that was so. See, cute. I just got, I gotta remind her of the cute stuff because that's she she's got like a lot of like uh, she's a very like, I don't know how would you describe it like. Uh, she likes she likes little cute things. I like big epic action. You know what I mean? We're very simple like that. Yeah, very simple. I'm a girl, yeah. She's a girl. I'm a boy. Exactly. That's why. We, that's why. That's why we. Um, that's why we were able to know everything you could possibly imagine on this podcast is because so we have. So true. Yes, that's true. I want. I want to. I do enjoy a cute thing. Cute yeah. Little thing. And the minions aren't cute, like you said. Like the minions are designed to shake their ass on the screen and like make like abita puta pero bata mini boss. Like they're not cute. You know. You know what I mean. So, like, like they're 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 stupid. And I like stupid things. She likes cute things. There wasn't very much cute things. Um, so I've been, I've been doing like a lot of that in my free time, like just walking around, just like, like, uh, like just like a little bit of Spanish. (laughs) It's a good movie. It's a good, it's funny. It's objectively funny. I love it. I think it's, it's so good. Bad. It's good. Why did he do that? Why did he make the minions? The minions talk a little so bit of Spanish. 
Oh my god. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, that really took me out of it for a little bit. <laughs> oh, and the soundtrack. We gotta talk about the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so there's so many layers to how how much of a fail the soundtrack is. First off, if you listen to the soundtrack on your own. It sucks. It's a bunch of cover songs that are literally them doing the cover basically as identical as possible with no charisma or originality to make it interesting. Second off, it's all boring. It's just it's just it's just boring. And then third off, the most important thing is like 90% of the soundtrack playlist with all these epic artists like Phoebe Bridgers, Caroline Polachek, Wise Blood, Thundercat, who else is in it? RZA. A lot of these artists in the playlist, they didn't even put in the freaking movie. It's a bait and switch. It's a bait and switch. And they put the co- they put the songs that they were covering in the movie, but not the covers that they were hired and to do. And let's be real. Every okay, I've seen so much content about people like like people our age like super excited to go to the Minions movie because of the soundtrack, because we wanted to hear the songs in the soundtrack, but no, they didn't put them in there. It was a, it was a genius marketing no, scheme. No, 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 it's, it's great. Genius. It's great because making music like to make to make that album, you know, even hiring all these amazing artists and stuff, I can't imagine it cost that much more than like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, does, does which it is take, a, cost a lot to like get the rights to the songs and stuff. Though? Oh, that's true. But like, yeah. even even if it cost a million dollars, which is a huge overestimate, that is like a tiny little drop of money compared to all the money that they've spent on advertising in general. So it's like a huge return on investment. You hear that? If you're a movie maker, invest in hiring cool epic punk bands like mine to make <laughs> to make music because you're gonna you're in it's a new barbie movie and the new barbie movie there should be fireman you pay you pay me literally a thousand dollars i'll make you an amazing barbie fireman album and you will get millions of people who are lined up to see you because of how epic the album is so true i'm serious i'm serious but anyways yes it was a genius trick it was a genius marketing move it was it felt unethical i don't understand why yeet wasn't even in the playlist where was dake Dake wasn't in it. Everyone look up Dake. He's a great rapper. Um, so, you know, because if the playlist itself, if the album itself doesn't necessarily imply that you're not, that you're going to make it into the movie, then why not put Yeet into the album? I think Yeet might be trolling us by pretending he was hired, but that would be, I don't know. I mean, okay, clearly it worked. Like, as far as, like, it served its purpose, right? It got people to want to watch... It got pe- young people to want to watch... Young, cool people to want to watch a movie. And make memes about it. Because cool people make memes, and memes spread. Yeet. Yeet. So, one thing I was also thinking, too, is that, like, as a musician, if someone approaches me and says, Hey, do you want to contribute to the Minions soundtrack? I would be like... That sounds like the most fun project ever. I get to literally make fun music for children. You know, it's like it's like kids. That that sounds like fun. Doesn't that sound like fun? You know what I mean? Like you can be really creative. Like and put like little funny sound effects. Like you don't have to like be pretentious. You can just have like fun making fun stupid. And I feel like they, it just doesn't sound like anyone is having any fun whatsoever in any of the covers. I agree, but I thought you were gonna say something different. I thought you were gonna say if someone approached me saying, "Do you want to contribute to the Minion soundtrack?" I thought you were, you were going to say that, like, as a musician, I would be, you know, kind of, like, offended if my music didn't even end up in the film itself. I would absolutely be offended by that. But at the same time, that's kind of the fault of the artists. 
Like, I mean, obviously there's there's times where artists are approached to contribute to soundtracks and they make amazing music and it just doesn't make the cut because it doesn't fit with the director's vision. But if you're literally making covers and they include the cover into the movie, that says that you kind of blew it. I'm sorry. And I, I, I'm going to blame Jack Antonoff because he produced this album. And I just feel like as the producer... I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there was specific instructions he gave, and maybe he did his best with the with the resources he had. I just feel like I could. I feel like I could make a better soundtrack in like a day, honestly, for real. And I mean, like you, it's a it's a Minions movie. Like you get to have fun. You're making it's like funky soul dance music with all these incredibly talented artists covering iconic songs. How do you blow it? How do you mess that up? And they really blew it. They really did. <sighs> all right. Well, that was all the topics we had. Um, Sophie, anything else out of any of the topics that you wanted to say that I interrupted you and mansplained over you so you didn't get to say it? Now you have your opportunity now. Um, well, now I can't remember anything. Because, oh, no. Oh, God. It didn't happen. It didn't happen is what you were supposed to say. Yeah. It, it, no, I'm fine. I, I, all right. I don't have anything else to contribute. I mean, okay. Yeah, so. Anyways, um, thanks so much for listening to the news. This was all, I think, the most important things to happen this past week. A huge, a huge groundbreaking week for news. <laughs> Lots of, like, this country is changing really fast. The more we learn about, um, you know, the, style, the six key signs to your mental health, the Thank more we you. learn what about... What was that? Stylist.co.uk. Stylist.co.uk. Shout out, shout out. Shout out to stylist.co.uk. Shout out to Dr. Lalita. <laughs> Her name is literally Dr. Lalita. It's just spelled differently. L O L I T A A or something like that. No. L O T I A. No, no. It was L A L I T A A. Jeez. Sorry, sir. Learn. She's probably not even a real psychologist, honestly. Like. Oh, anyways. so you're discrediting women. So women can't be on the internet and also be smart. Well, they. Oh, oh, oh. They can. They can. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Why do we have to end the episode? Why do we have to end the episode with me being smexist and getting in trouble for it? All right, whatever. By the way, I was pranking. It's pranking. All right. Well, by the way, I just want to say real quick. Thanks so much for everyone who's listened. We just started this podcast. Obviously, we're still getting the hang of it, but we're having a lot of fun doing it. And just be sure to follow, hit, you know, follow, give it five stars, all that stuff. It really appreciates us. Subscribe and find us on Instagram or whatever. And thanks so much for watching. Punk revolution. Well, I guess it's Base News Network. Network.